Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, four weeks from today, we'll be sifting through the uh, field of uh, 68. We're getting closer, and someone is getting closer to uh, a good spot, and that would be uh, Creighton Tim Kruger, our bracketologist, the bracketologist for uh, stadium.com, joins us now. Uh, before we uh, dive into your uh, latest bracket, thank you for uh, Jarek McKinnon from uh, Viking fan to a Chief fan. Thank you. <laughs> You know what? There's a lot of Viking people who think we should still have Jerick McKinnon and not pay, you know, the exorbitant salary we're paying to Dalvin Cook since we're in salary cap hell right now. So, well, he, he uh, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna go down in lore as the guy that slid down. Yeah, the one smart yard play, line. smart play. And you're going in for yeah. I, I, this. You're going in for a touchdown of the Super Bowl, and just to think at the moment, oh, I got to go down. Yeah. So, thank you very much for him. <laughs> uh, let's dive right into this. So, the war on the floor at the Chai on uh, Saturday. Between uh, Creighton and UConn has helped Creighton in this eight-game winning streak, and they have now jumped up. You have them as five now. I, I just looked on Bracket Matrix; they have them as uh, six. You're probably going to have them higher than a lot of people. Why the big jump for Creighton this week? Well, first, you know, again, you get, you get back to they were the number one nine seed. Mm-hmm. They're the very last five seed, so probably not a huge jump you know, from spot-wise. It's only 13 spots. Uh, very close call between Creighton, Illinois, TCU. Very, 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 very close. Uh, just went with the Jays because of the, you know, their, their metrics and everything lined up with the other teams. Um, basically, you know, their, their result-based and predictive metrics now are way above every, of the other two teams. Plus, they've moved all the way up to 13th in the net now. Yeah. So, you know, you're getting in territory where St. Mary's all season long has been, you know, around six, seven all year, and just kind of because of that, you know, they're they're going to get a decent seed, so you got to put them into the, you know, five slot at least, and um, you know, Creighton's getting into that territory as well. But you know, I, I think a loss, you know, tomorrow, then you know, then maybe you're seeing a more leveling off of, at a six seed. But um, yeah, if they they win tomorrow, man, they are. They are the uh, leaders to get into uh, to win the big big East. Hey, we have to do this every week, and we'll do this until uh, uh, Selection Monday because of who Creighton played. And a lot of people will be curious today to see when the the polls come out. If you are into that, where Creighton is, and then UConn. UConn remains a number five seed. What's the ceiling you think for UConn in terms of a seeding for the tournament? Oh, they can certainly get in the top four. Um, I don't think they can get as high as three. Although we, we've seen just over, and that's another reason Creighton moved up so far is those a lot of those teams between six and eight in the seat on my seat lines had horrible weeks yep. uh, and had some bad losses in there. So uh, I would think Creighton, uh, UConn can get maybe to a four. I don't think they can get to a three. Although teams like you know. Iowa State, Kansas State, you know, keep on losing Tennessee. 
I guess eventually you could eventually move all that high, but I think I think four would be its max. Um, mm. They've just, you know, I don't know. They've dug themselves such a hole in the Big East now that you know they're they've got a real shot at playing on Wednesday night. I know, which, the, which is crazy. The tournament and and hey, you, you can say, well, they're going to be playing Georgetown. Look, Georgetown plays everybody tough, so you know you're just endangering yourself with one more loss. Um, that's another thing for Creighton. If you're looking that far ahead, UConn would be in that you know six three range. Creighton, if so, if Creighton could win the Big East outright, they wouldn't face them until the title game. Uh, TK is the first time I can bring up uh, Nebraska in this conversation. But uh, have they broken Wisconsin and Penn State's chances? Uh, pretty close, yeah. <laughs> pretty close. Um, certainly Penn State continues to lose. Yeah. Wisconsin's just – their problem is, is you know, <laughs> they've got the weirdest resume ever. I mean, they're sitting yeah. at 80. There's never been a team that's gotten in at 80. Yeah. Um, great strength of schedule, what the committee likes. They've got some – Top-notch wins. They've won eight games against you, one and two. Um, but the computers just really don't like them at all. Hey, are we really? And 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 this might this might warm the cockles of many. Are we trending towards Kentucky and North Carolina not being in the tournament? Oh yeah, we're very much trending toward that. I don't have. I have UNC out this week and. Kentucky right on the fringe. Um, that win over Tennessee is the only mm-hmm. thing that's keeping Kentucky in right now. And they just don't look like a team nope. that's going to make a run anytime soon. You know, um, Big game tonight, Miami at North Carolina. That, if North Carolina wins that game. They can get back into the field. Um, it, would, it would probably drop Miami out of a five line, and now you could move Illinois up into that five line. Great. Um, but, but yeah, North Carolina, North Carolina had a big win Saturday against Clemson, another team that's plummeting right now. So that didn't help them as much as they probably thought it could or should. But certainly tonight a win over Miami would be huge for North Carolina. I know we're kind of seeing usually one, maybe even two of the one seeds are sort of fluid. Seeing Kansas back there at number one uh, in your bracket, but also knowing that Texas is there – Currently, with the game lead in the Big Twelve, we know that those two teams play yet again. How uh, how fluid would you say that particular spot where Kansas is this week is? And is Texas are they are they kind of closing that gap where you could see them in as in as a one at some point? Definitely closing, no doubt about it. Um, they keep moving up on the net as well. Mm-hmm. They just their strength of schedule is not as strong as Kansas or some of the other teams at the top. Um, but they're, they're really starting to stack up some wins here. Um, they've got seven top 25 net wins. That's, that's two more than anybody else has uh, right now. Um, I, yeah, that, that winner right now, if, you know, if the game was played tomorrow, the winner of Texas-Kansas would probably be that fourth number one seed. So- um, Arizona continues. I still think Arizona's the best, if not one of the best teams in the country, but they continue to have head-scratching losses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's always Houston, right? Like, what do you do with them? I mean, you look at them eye-test-wise, yeah, they're they're certainly a number one seed. Um, they just don't have the opportunities that the other power teams have. But, you know, when you start looking at deeper, 
they're eleven and one in Q one and two, so yeah. they're they're right there with everybody else. So I think they're deserved, and plus they're the number one overall net, number one in in all the predictive met, metrics. So I think they're very deserving to be on that one line. Um, uh, so one one of the teams on that one line that has lost two of three, and I wonder I worry about the freshman guards when you get into the tournament. How strong is Purdue's lock on a one seed? Well, a week ago it looked pretty darn strong, but now it's starting to slip since they lost their top spot. Um, yeah, they'd have to lose a few more. Um, you know, the middling that is the Big Ten this year hasn't seen <laughs> seemed to uh, be able to push them on night in. I think they're going to be okay, but yeah, a couple more losses and, uh, and continued wins. And, you know, another yeah. team that's kind of lurking there is they don't have a very good resume as UCLA. They continue to stack wins, too. But I, I do think, yeah, Purdue's okay for now. But, man, you know, if Kansas would beat Texas and Houston would continue to win, and, you know, you had somebody come up from the back with, uh, you know, maybe UCLA or somebody, yeah, I could see them dropping out of that one line. They're, they they look pretty much almost a lock about two weeks yep. ago. But now uh, it, it doesn't look as good and. Northwestern kind of, you know, I don't know, kind of maybe drew up a little bit of a, a game plan for everybody. Just go out there, double them as hard as you can. If, they, yeah. if the ref calls a foul, it's fine. If he doesn't, you can turn you can turn Edie over. So that's that was kind of their game plan. And like you said, Gary, with the freshman guards, it's uh, yeah, it's it's there's a little bit of concern now with Purdue. Yeah, and, and Tim, I'm glad you brought up uh, even the mention of Northwestern there too because when we're looking at, as you described, and I think it's a very appropriate way to describe the Big Ten, sort of a middling conference right now, it's hard to get a real feel of, okay, if not Purdue, who could potentially go on that run in March and represent the Big Ten in one of those deep runs? Northwestern, what, what's your take on them here as of late? Man, they're a gritty team. They're just, mm-hmm. they're just gritty. Um, you know, and they've done it away. They haven't just done it at home either. Yeah. You know, they they won at Michigan. They won at Iowa, um, at Wisconsin and at Nebraska. You know, a Nebraska team, as we talked earlier, that's the you know kind of hurt some chances of mm-hmm. the team. So, yeah, their guards are great. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. There's a slight bit of me that just doesn't trust them. You know, if you got them <laughs> in a big game somewhere. Um, but you, you got to hand it to Chris Collins because, man, the seat had to be starting to get be pretty hot there because he really hadn't done anything. Yeah. Uh, but but I think I think they're they're almost a lock for the NCAA tournament now. Um, seed wise, they're probably not going to ever get better than a seven, just because they've got a two eighty four non conference strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of I've always said Illinois. I've always thought that. They were a team, but they've shown to be pretty darn inconsistent. Yeah. Right now, of course, it's Indiana. Uh, they're on a real roll, and, and they don't look to be uh, turning back anytime soon. So I would say if, if there's a team that's probably built better to go deeper in the tournament, it would be Indiana. Hey, this is uh, from uh, listener Pete, and he said because you may have a handle on or thinking on how the committee works, he wants to know how do you think they will handle the Des Moines Regional if KU is a one seed, is there a possibility? Where does Creighton have to be to get a trip to Des Moines? In your current projection, you got him as a five playing Oral Roberts as a twelve out in Sacramento. 
What do you think Creighton has to do to be considered for a trip to Des Moines? Well, they pretty much well they could they could get to Des Moines, let's say Kansas is a one mm-hmm. and they got in Kansas region as a five. Okay. So the one through the four seeds go by region, by wherever the region final is. That's where you place them. When you get to five, it reverts to the site, not the region. So, in other words, if Creighton right now, Creighton was at the bottom, so they got fourth pick in that fifth line, so they didn't have any choice. They were headed out to Sacramento no matter what. If they were number one on that line and there were no other scheduling conflicts in that pod, like another Big East team in there, and so on and so forth. Yes, Creighton could get the Des Moines site there and also be in the Kansas City Regional. Now, the Kansas City Regional is being gobbled up because the fact that Kansas is now the fourth team on the one line, so they don't really have a choice. So they get shipped out west to Vegas because mm-hmm. Houston would get the Kansas City Regional. Gotcha. So... You, you would probably, if you're going to follow Kansas, yes, you could get in Des Moines, but then your your regional would be Vegas, which, you know, <laughs> wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, would it? Uh, no. Hey, we'll get you out here on this. Uh, what will you be looking for on uh, Saturday when they uh, do the bracket preview, the release of the top 16? Mm, I think it's pretty solid right now. I mean, I don't see... I see some brackets that have knocked Iowa State down. I see some brackets that have knocked Xavier down, which kind of puzzles me because I think their resume is pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus they're playing without Fremantle. So I think you can excuse a little bit of the you know downturn they've had here. Um, so those would be the two teams I would probably look at. Um, you might throw K-State in there. I think everybody's pretty much set on the fact that Indiana is now a four-seed. And I'm glad you brought that up. So Friday night, uh, we're once again, uh, the 2023 Mock Selection Committee is forming. And once again, we'll be live on our YouTube channel, Mock Selection Committee, uh, on Friday night at 6 o'clock Central, 7 Eastern. Uh, Six of the best bracketologists in the country will be going through the top 16 reveal and going through the same procedures that the NCAA Committee uh, use this so you'll get kind of a sneak peek. So yes. join us live uh, six o'clock Friday evening. I enjoyed it uh, last year. We appreciate it. Good stuff, uh, by the way, on the uh, Blue Jay uh, Banter uh, podcast. Uh, we'll have plenty to talk about uh, this week. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, man. That's uh, Tim Kruger. Oh, uh, again, uh, check out the Blue Jay Banter podcast. And later today, you can see his entire field of sixty-four on Stadium.com. Yes, Creighton is a five seed right now playing. Oral Roberts. That'd be a bad matchup for ORU. Yeah, everybody could see Max Aismas. That'd be a bad matchup for ORU. Yeah, you said that last week, too. When, uh, I, was, when I was looking at that, I went, oh, he, yeah. Oral Roberts. Alabama, KU, Houston, Purdue. Uh, I think Alabama might be the best team in the country. Now, I picked Houston to win the national championship in their home city, but I think Alabama might be the best team in college basketball. And they might have the best head coach to troll other head coaches in NATO after they beat Auburn. What sport were we talking again? I know. Hey. How about that? Because they have a dude as their athletic director. Yeah. And Greg Byrne. Yeah. Alabama is good in a lot of different sports. Yep. Um, but I think Alabama, and, and I think today probably Houston will be number one and Alabama will be number two. If you're into the polls, if you care about yeah. it, like if, if you're going to check out where Creighton is today and that's going to you know anger you or make you happy, eh, I mean, this is 
this is the more important stuff. Yeah. yeah. But I think Alabama is the best team in the, in the country. They haven't lost in the SEC yet. Amongst the, the top seeds right now, I can tell you, again, who I trust the least, probably because I've seen more of them, and that's Kansas. This is a huge week for them because they, they're in Stillwater tomorrow. Oklahoma State's found something. And then they've got Baylor at home on Saturday. This is a huge week for them because just when you kind of start to think, okay, yeah, this is sort of taking on that form of uh, a typical Bill Self team, man, there's some moments, lack of scoring where, geez. So that, that's a one seed that I don't necessarily know if I trust right now. And I'm, I'm curious to see how they maneuver through this week. They may have found a big man, though. Yeah. Uh, He's big against Oklahoma. Game day will be at uh, Allen Fieldhouse coming up on uh, Saturday. All for you, Nick. So will I. All right. Uh, Halftime is coming up. The band will take the field. Rihanna will come out and she'll perform. We haven't discussed her yet. We'll talk about the anthem, Rihanna, and two guys who are gots to go on network television. (laughs) There is no ifs, ands, or buts. Plus, we will get into Mm. the weekend of basketball where, boo! Such a non-issue. That is just... Because you're just a you're a classless fan, Gary. Classless Called fandom. Fan. Were Philly fans classless yesterday when they were booing uh, Dak Prescott when he got the Walter Payton Man of the Year Absolutely award on the field? Absolutely, a hundred percent classless. They were on brand, unprofessional. You yeah. could see it coming. It's fandom. Okay, I I don't care if Dak Prescott helps my mom across the street. If I'm an Eagle fan, I do not like Dak Prescott. He plays for the enemy. I expected okay? a Dallas yeah, sucks chant. You only like him until he plays yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. I think there's, there's, we have to peel back the layers of the booing of Chucky Hepburn. Mm-hmm. And you also have to understand that Nebraska basketball feels a ton of disrespect from Wisconsin. Going back to Greg Gard's comments last year, after Nebraska went to Madison and beat Wisconsin, mm-hmm. that's where it starts. Yep. yep. Now, if you were booing Chucky for one reason that was completely false, um, then we should probably have some speaks. But I'm not a booer. But I'm also not here to tell you how to how to be a fan. And you're at home. It's a Saturday. Place is energized. And you know what? Isn't the whole thing about giving your team a home court advantage? Yep. And you bought the ticket. Van is short for fanatic. Okay. As long as you don't cross the line, yeah. and then that's a got to go situation. Yeah. Okay. Well, this don't make it personal. This people made this an issue on on social media. I'm not. I should say a few people made this an issue. Why? Why? I think it's I think it's a non-issue. Um, what is not a non-issue? is how well Creighton is playing. And it's gone from regular season, postseason, three weeks into the NCAA tournament. All of that to come as we roll till 10 on the uh, Monday after the Super Bowl on 1620 The Zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.